Howdy there, folks. Welcome to the Black Pants Legion podcast. We are sitting around today and we have a very special, that is to say, actual theme to the podcast that we pulled out of our ass. So thank you for tuning in for the ass pulling of podcasts. Tonight's subject is Hideo fucking Kojima. Uh, sitting to my left uh, in a semi-Renaissance dabbing state, uh, as he was laying just a moment ago, uh, Mr. Goat, say hello. Hi there. To Mr. Goat's left, uh, feasting on one of the best possible store-bought microwave uh, burritos containing not only a meat, but also, I believe, a cheese. I should have put a curry with this. Yeah, you probably should have. That curry turned out really well. Is Mr. Mike. Hello. Hey. Hi. Hi, Mike. Hello. So, also joining us from over the internet is the man that you have to actually impress to get onto the podcast, the man who actually screens and labels every audio message, the man who makes sure we don't have to hear people screaming, farting, or crying. Mr. Deputy, say hello. License and registration? Fuck's sake. I'm a free man traveling <laughs> on the land. And also joining us, we forgot to mention him because he's sitting over there, is uh, a notable game and uh, filmmaker wannabe, Hideo Kojima. Welcome to the show. He's, oh, yeah, he's, he's got to self-insert himself into everything he hears. <laughs> so you know, since we titled it, he's going to be here. <laughs> well, he's he's going to be here. Man, for his, he's, that's he's, like two minutes in and we're already shitting on him. Yeah, look, <laughs> he's, he's going to be here for his whipping and he's going to be here for his praise. We're going to talk about the things he did right and the things he did wrong. So, okay. I had a friend who played through the original uh, Metal Gear Solid. Um, or the, at least the I think the second one that was released in the U.S. He played through that, and I saw him do it. And then um, I, years later, a friend of mine played Metal Gear Solid. So you're saying Metal Gear 2. Yeah, Metal That's, Gear 2. Wait, it, yeah, that was the one on NES, unless he owned an MSX home computer No, no, system. he did not. He, he so the one on NES. NES? Yeah, yeah. K- Kojima had nothing to do with. Okay. That was all like... Okay, so strike from the record. Fine. Yeah. Um, so, a friend of mine had Metal Gear Solid, and I said, this game looks like total dog ass, because it was like four polygons, you know, on the screen. And I said, this game looks like total dog ass, because it was trying to be very cinematic. And so it'd be like, oh yeah, here's this guy, here's his name under there, but it's like four polygons trying to be dramatic. But what actually carried it for me was that it actually had really decent voice acting for the time. Like, really, really decent. And I realized, it, it, even though everything was improbable, from, like, soldiers carrying the FAMAS to finding a perfect SOCOM to finding a suppressor that just fitted, it was it was a little bit of Dan Brown and a little bit of, you know, James Bond. And it was a little bit of something else. It was like techno-thriller meets spy novel. It was half panache and half substance. And I thought it was interesting. Um, I've played all of the Metal Gears up to... I, I played half of four, and I played a little bit of five. And uh, I, I've seen throughout them that Kojima is a very strange man, and I have no idea how his brain fucking works. But I will say this. Of them, three is my favorite. Goat, what can you tell us about your experience? Sure. So let's. I don't even remember what my exposure was. Um, I remember, I remember like seeing playthroughs through it back in like 2008 from Vash. I don't even know if he's still active, but I played through one, two, and three on the PlayStation Two, 
I played through like a little bit of four, um, and I haven't and I haven't touched Ground Zeroes or five. I've played through all of them to completion. Uh, three was my favorite. I, I really like two as well. One was a little rough gameplay wise for me, but that was you know limitations of the time. But I just thought they were cool. It was just like kind of a nonsensical anime story for a lot of it. But you know, I was a teenager. I just rolled with it as you should, Mike. Yeah. Um, I pretty much played all of them with the exception of like Metal Gear Acid. I played like a few minutes of that. And I was like, oh, card game. Cool. Metal Gear Survive. Uh, I've not played that. What, 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 don't. what is Metal Gear Survive? It's a zombie survival. It's Daisy yeah, yeah. Metal Gear. Why? Because Konami's got to make its money. Yeah, bro. Kojima gotta... left the company because Konami was being a huge piece of shit to them. Yeah. And so he left the company, and then they were like, well, we're going to keep making Metal Gear Solid without you. Yeah, we got to fund our pachinko machines, which that, are going to be our primary yeah, line of business. That's our primary line yeah. of business is making pachinkos. All right, fine. Konami so. has changed from a game company to like a gambling company essentially these wow. days um so they had like screenshots of metal gear solid 3 remake and then they zoom back and it's a fucking pachinko machine you're like no yeah it was horrible. beautiful model so 4k model yeah beautiful looking game and then they were like nah this is pachinko bitch gotcha wow. um but i played yeah. i played all of them um as far as i know um, I played the two on NES. I didn't beat the first one on NES. I beat the second one. Then I played the MSX games, which are the original. Those were made by Kojima. The first one is kind of like a typical kind of game of the era. Um, it doesn't really have anything story or substance wise that I think is important other than stuff that's told later in the story that didn't really make any sense until he decided that it should later. Yeah, right. And with Metal Gear Solid Five, I'm like, okay, whatever. Um, and then the second one is basically... If you played Metal Gear Solid, you've essentially played Metal Gear 2 Solid Snake. It's the same beats in the same... There's a lot of things that are different in terms of, like, gameplay, sure, and some story elements that are just not there. But he essentially... Metal Gear Solid was supposed to be kind of like, this is just, like, a repeat of the old one, but it's like... Well, so is 2. Yeah. And Metal Gear Solid 2, instead of, like, saying that he was uh, copying Metal Gear 2 for Metal Gear Solid... He was like, yeah, it's a meme. It's always been a meme. And I'm like, okay, yeah, but now this makes no fucking sense. Thanks. Um, and it really didn't after that. Like after Metal Gear because so I played Metal Gear Solid. That was the first one I ever played. And I remember everyone in my neighborhood like going fucking nuts over this game. And I was like, oh, yeah, look at this. Because I thought the same thing. Like, wow, these graphics look amazing. I'm so impressed. Except I was. And I was like, ah. Oh. But then the music the action the voice acting i was like i looked past the graphics at that point i was just like totally sold wasn't mgs1 like really good graphics for the time yeah it was but, but for the it time it came out it yeah. came out in 98 same year as half-life one and yeah. it is comparable yeah. those two were kind of the first two games to hit the western market that did the cinematic movie style presentation right right i mean half-life a little better because yeah. yes yeah so but, no metal gear scenes. solid one i i thought the same thing when my first impression was all these graphics look jank because it's playstation and i was like oh computer games have better graphics i was doing that whole fucking thing and then I fucking played it and it was like oh my god this is the, one of my favorite games and i really got into it um and what I like cinematically, aside from the graphic cinematics that they did, they then blended it with real footage and then 2D animated stuff, which really helped sell the whole world to me. I was like, I think it's a bit convoluted, over expository. 
but I like it. It's a solid. It's a solid game. Well, that's no pun intended. That's that's the thing is that like Kojima's hallmark is convoluted expository dialogue, and the further the series goes on, the deeper he goes into it, to where you realize that you have to. If you play it for that long, you sip the Kool Aid. You can't help it. Yeah. Well, the problem even is, the players is you you fucking play it for long enough, you start sipping the Kool Aid, and then someone asks you. Hey, what's happening in this scene? You can't explain that. You have to go through like five games of backstory just to explain (laughs) the context of what just happened. Well, no, secretly that's his mom, but a clone. All right, so deputy, what is your what is your experience with Metal Gear Solid and its Kajimasisms? Is in in two thousand and one, I was eight years old. Nine eleven just happened. And my uncle, who was a stoner, had just bought Metal Gear Solid 2. <laughs> this being the same uncle that let me play GTA 2, the top-down one, on his yes. PC. And GTA Vice City on his PlayStation 2. So I was already well-corrupted by that Respect point. Respect is everything. Uh, so I played that game, and it blew my eight-year-old mind. Of course. And it caused a love for the series i went back and i played metal gear solid and saw all the connections between the two games and then when snake eater came out i uh i played that for a long time considered that my favorite but i think two is still edging it out a little bit in adulthood and then four and five were absolute fucking messes Uh, i did play through (laughs) peace walker and i went back and i did play the msx games uh i I like metal gear 2 on msx it's yeah He's doing a lot with with what he's got. Yeah. And you can definitely see the lineage of Metal Gear Solid is I want to take this story and make it in 3D. Yeah. Um, and MSX games roll on cassette tape, which uh-huh. when you look at the game as it is, it's pretty impressive. And if you want to play them, they come with Metal Gear Solid 3 subsistence as like a second disc that you can get. You can just play that on your PlayStation. Uh, and have it, any of you guys beaten five? Yeah, I have. No. Okay. Did you catch at the very end? I did, yes. Okay. And I was like, we'll oh, yeah, it. look, there's a nod that I don't... Why? I, that was my question. I'm like, <laughs> okay. Well, I yeah, mean, I got, it, like, I got it, but it didn't... It was, like, almost like an attempt to be like, hey, remember this? And I was like, yes. Well, that's... That's... that's I guess... All right. Marketing. All right. Hold on. Yeah. Hold on. Hold <laughs> I'm not going to reveal the ending. No, no. You just say, to- listen... Somebody has to Listen, go watch no, it. no, you say spoilers. So it's not yeah. even spoilers. spoilers. I can't explain to you how, like, without going through the context of all the games. Well, just, exactly. We cannot. Talk no, no. About here's the games here's what you need to say at the end. Remember so. that part with X Y Z. Leave nothing in. Explain no. nothing, and that way people will either then get I it or won't. Then I just become Kojima. Exactly. I don't want to <laughs> do that. I, I, I want to do a meta approach to this. <laughs> it's time for you to make Death Stranding, Mike. Oh, God. I would love to work with Norman Reedus. Norman Reedus and the baby like a, fetus walking like around cool with the monster. Yeah. Yeah. I, I honestly would like... Uh, I'd like to work with Norman Reedus. I think I'd be pretty sick, actually. He seems like, like a cool he dude. He seems like the kind of guy you're like, hey, man, you want to do a voice line for me? He's like, you got a, you got a six-pack? Yeah, I yeah. can do that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, if we invited him onto the podcast, I'm sure he would be like, hell yeah, man. Where are you no, guys at? <laughs> I, I saw, I saw, like, I, I watched a streamer play Death Stranding, and it was amazing because I, with no context, with no context in the middle of this story, there is a lady holding an invisible baby out in her hands. It's It's imaginary. 
like she you can't see it and she's like crying and it's like you have to do what you have to do <laughs> and i'm like it's all being played dead serious yeah it's like watching a play where everyone's on acid and no it one was laughs. A, that wasn't just kojima that was also guillermo de toro he worked he made he helped make that game yeah that's nuts i know look i like i love pan's labyrinth right because it's crazy and i love i think he also like the hellboy movies good movies and he of course he's done a lot of other stuff but the the thing is with guillermo del toro is while he does make stuff look really evocative and crazy some of his storyline shit is just nuts yeah uh, it, you're just sitting like what yeah that's kind of the reason you watch it though yeah scaly it's fun though okay so what were you gonna say before you derailed us with that random okay coat? so, so <laughs> yeah. coat coat Jesus. coat yeah i know is that his name now coat yeah all right so look it like threw all of us off i was like what yeah <laughs> yeah yeah that, it's that like kinda... oh yeah he also likes to wear women's underwear it's like uh, yeah okay error so yeah, look, we're, like, we're like yeah file not found so <laughs> here's the thing i think like okay here's the shit i hate about kojima i hate expository dialogue i hate things that are just there just because yeah i and and i i absolutely hate some of his quote tactical for sake of tactical shit that he puts in his cutscenes because he thinks it's cool and i watch it and i'm just screaming because i know that anyone out there with half a brain in their head just goes no that's not how it works but in his rule of cool everything's fine but this then, world has magic in it so you right well that's the problem is there's rule of cool magic crazy and then there's hard edge yeah and so falling off that cliff constantly is jarring so so your brain will go so do you like these games it sounds I, like you hate them no it's a love-hate relationship that's okay. the problem so like for example, Metal Gear Solid 3, you're running around the Russian base, and I'm like, oh, cool. There's like, God, what is it? Object 268. It's it's the Russian atomic tank. It's the mm -hmm. tank that's designed to withstand a nuclear blast. It's like a little weird footnote in history. And I go, oh, wow, they're at this Russian base. Wow, that's really cool. That's a nice little nod. And then I go dot, dot, dot in the Russian rainforest. Yes. And, and, and then I'm like, ah, it's retarded. <laughs> and, and, and I go, ah, why 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 well i mean that's already done i i if you're gonna well, ask me why yeah what were you gonna say deputy i was i was gonna say it's not really a rainforest i mean it's triple canopy jungle yeah right so look let me Russia got really Kyrgyzstan. warm yeah. yeah russia got very warm all of a sudden <laughs> yeah like 20 degrees warmer <laughs> and near the equator <laughs> and in costa rica <laughs> you know yeah i mean it's so here's here's the thing it's like i have a love-hate relationship i love the gimmicking like i think metal gear solid 3 has the right balance of retarded to brilliant because it is one part johnny quest it is one part bond movie mm -hmm. and it is a one part spy thriller and it's if and you you see it as a, of the meme of what it is of an over-the-top james bond ripoff where everything is hilarious. You you have a guy who attacks you with hornets. Yeah. Be gone. And 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 like the 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 hornets bring him a Tommy gun. They, they do. They form a Tommy, Tommy gun. gun. Yeah. yeah, and he uses it to shoot you. Yeah, and, he shoots and, you, and then he shall shoot you with his own bullet bees. Yeah, and then yes, there's out of his mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah right, right. Yeah, and then you saw somebody doing all that. 
you don't have to worry about suspension of disbelief at that point. You just go, I better leave. Like, yeah. I don't know why he stood there and fought him. I'm like, well, there's the exit. He's or like, I It's mean, like, oh, no, the bees are blocking. I'm like, no, he's just like well, fucking that, bug spray. Then I, there's stuff that like just makes me laugh. Back the like, way. No, there's, there's the Russian colonel that can... I have lightning powers. This is never explained. Yeah, <laughs> right. Then he, then he says something in Japanese. Right. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's Obscure got, Japanese. Yeah. It's um obscure Japanese Japanese reference to yeah, something. Yeah. So, so he's got he's got lightning powers for no reason. Mm-hmm. Dot, dot, dot. And then the other unbelievable thing is that a C-130 could say on station and transmit and actually lead a, you know, uh, a, a reasonable op <laughs> and loiter because uh, that, that doesn't work. Um, They've got the better one. No, they don't. Mike, they there's the one from the that was in the back. Yeah, yeah we, we got the one with a three day fuel that, supply and it's stealth. They got the one that they showed to the military, and then the others are the ones we got. I just, I just <laughs> don't, I just don't get that's it. The, that's the because, floor model, the one that has all the features and everything fucking works. Well, I understand, then, <laughs> but this is, I here's here's what blows my mind is like, okay. Uh, Deputy is a student of Cold War history, as am I. Uh, Deputy, are you familiar with a gentleman by the name of Gary Powers? I am. Yeah. uh, Gary Powers uh, was this guy uh, who was um, doing a sightseeing flight over the Soviet Union with a plane that flies real high. And what happened? Our government has never admitted that he crossed their border. Right. So what happened to Gary when he flew the U-2 over Russia? Uh, You know, missiles. Uh, Lots of missiles, actually. Yeah. Yeah, and, and and Mr. Gary spent some time in in the care of the Russian state, and they were not very happy. So you two flies over, and they just they the, the Russians don't care if one missile won't hit it. They shoot all the missiles. Then then you've got this C one thirty that's doing figure eights over a Russian top secret facility, and they're like, "All right, I'm Agent Zero. Everything is going to be fine. We're transmitting on the open on shortwave." <laughs> I, that brings up a really funny point. So we we actually recorded, uh, we we streamed Metal Gear One and Two, and if you remember, in Metal Gear One, uh, Tex came on our stream at one point and pointed something out that I thought was hilarious, which was in the first Metal Gear, Snake has like a full radio kit. Yeah, that he like he clicks on, and this is like he. It's like the what was the one that he had? It, it looks like I mean, in Metal Gear Solid One, it looks like Metal he's got Gear like, One. Yeah, yeah, Metal Gear One. It looks like he's got like an ANGR nine. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like it's twenty five pounds. Yeah, it's it's, it's yeah. like a Vietnam because the whole thing is Vietnam flavored. Yeah, you know, so it's like Vietnam uh, field radio. Yeah, and, so Prick 25 backpack radio. Right, just huge. And so he clicks it on, and he's just like, yeah, in the middle of the I'm base. I'm inside the base. No one knows I'm here. And people, like... <laughs> People see lights dimming and like, <laughs> and it's, like it's coming over the PA. Yeah. It just washes it out. Yeah, all of a sudden the PA has this really loud static noise out of nowhere. Like it clearly, it would be one of those things where if you carried that around, you clearly would stand out. But just imagine every time he clicks it on, the enemy's like, no wonder they know where you're at. No wonder they always know what the mission is. It's not that they're that high up in the government. No, it's just that they can hear your radio that you speak out in the open well, with. Imagine, if you will, trying to sneak around a covert military facility, crawl under the trucks, go through the vents with a 30 pound metal backpack. <laughs> yeah, right. And and you're like dragging it behind you on a rope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, he's, he's in the vents again. <laughs> Better smoke him out. He's in the vents again. AK dumps two mag dumps into the vents, and then they just get a stick and start poking it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, the thing they hear a loud clattering noise. Okay, he came out in the barracks room. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he opens the thing and it makes a like crashes open well that's the thing that makes me laugh is like that's why i like metal gear solid 3 because it's retarded it's over the top mm-hmm. retarded you have guys flying around on the johnny quest hover round <laughs> yeah just going just going just flying around and you shoot them once and they just go to the moon they just go to the moon and i'm like that's great now the thing that i also loved about metal gear solid 3 is it makes you aware of the choices because remember that part where you have to go down the river of, yeah. of all the people you killed and yeah dude that was like space invaders for you for me yeah, yeah I was gonna say because oh I played God. I came off that game right after Metal Gear Solid 2 because I agree with Depp it's probably one of the better ones um, and I had played that game so much that I was really good with that like tranquilizer pistol. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah, so yeah. I, I was like, all right, I'm so gonna. It's, just... you're, it's an empty river, and you get to the end of it, and yeah. you die, and you're like, okay. Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> I was at this part, and I'm like, why is this just this long fucking river I have to walk through? And the bot, like, they would still show you the bosses because even though they blew themselves up. I have to yeah, fucking get blood on your hands. Yeah, what the fuck? So yeah. you get these bosses that would try to grab. I'm like, okay, but it was just a long river of nothing happening for me. And then I get to the end, and I'm like, that was weird. But then I learned if you just start killing people, that's where all the enemies come out. I'm like, oh, I I guess I was just. I, I guess nice. it, you know, it was too nice. Well, and here's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> I don't know if getting shot with a tranquilizer. I am nice, that river. Yeah. yeah. In that river, if you kill some of the Russians on the mountain and then you wait for the vultures to eat them and then you shoot and eat the vulture, one oh, yeah. of those guys will walk by yelling, you ate me. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. There's it, a lot of really nice little details. details. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And like, he's, he's always done that. Like in Metal Gear Solid 2, there's that like mini bar and every single bottle and glass is separately animated because they didn't have tools for it. The ice melts in real time. There's just a ton of stupid little details like that, which are wonderful. It's the rest that you got to deal with. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so for anybody who doesn't know anything about Metal Gear Solid, can you explain it? Because I'm, I'm just imagining Mecca right now listening. And she's just <laughs> like, okay, so What's there's a river. This? And then, yeah. And then basically uh, Retro has to like break down the entire series Mecha okay. changed while Mecha. crying because he realized how long it's going to take. Mecca changed. So, no, hold on. Mecca changed yeah. Retro's icon. Oh, yeah, she told me. To Foghorn Leghorn. (laughs) It's perfect. And so he came in and just goes, I say, I say. And I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, Oh, it's good. Relationship goals. Relationship goals. Yeah, it's beautiful. It is. But yeah, so how would you explain Metal Gear Solid? If I had to describe Metal Gear as a whole to somebody who is completely uninitiated, I would say that there's this man who really, really wants to make anime, but he's a video game designer. So he makes a military-themed anime video game, but without the normal tropes of cute girls and all that shit. It's just all of the weird shit that shows up in an anime without any of the, you know, animation or sometimes humor. He's got a very odd sense of humor. Yeah. Uh, Very childish in many ways. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, like, I I remember in one of them, because I watched someone play four, 
and in one of them there's like a little girl that's like cooking an egg yeah i remember a lot here's the thing with four too man i bought a playstation 3 just so i can play that game i did as well and 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 when it was still playstation 3 was still current well here's the thing and i was like okay let me tell you how the game starts out because this is my favorite part deputies (laughs) can know what i'm gonna say so many fucking (laughs) cutscenes. no I don't even get to the cutscenes. You know what I have to fucking do? You insert the disc and you have to watch Snake smoke for two hours while it installs. <laughs> while it tells you that smoking kills. Yeah. <laughs> like Surgeon General's warning uh, across the screen every minute. Yeah. You have to install and it's a PlayStation 3. That shit ain't going nowhere fast. So you're watching this guy smoke for two oh. hours. But it's like cool European, like film noir smoking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like, the like the, yeah, the, yeah. The, the the French, like, oh, life is oppressive. You know, sort of. You, yeah. you can tell he thinks that smoking is just the coolest thing on the fucking planet. And Konami yep. was like, we need to have warnings in there. Yes, um, I don't think Kojima even smokes. And then once you get in there, and after you've updated the game, and everybody knows how long those take on a console, uh, then you can play the video game. And then it's literally what Goat said. It's like endless cutscenes in the beginning uh, and then the parts Skyrim but Middle East the same thing here's intro. something you could say about Metal Gear Solid 4 it's actually really good gameplay it really is when you get to get, play the fucking game it's actually really fun but it really has way more cutscenes than gameplay somebody actually uh, put it down I think it was like 35 or 40 minutes of gameplay and then the rest is cutscenes or something yeah and two hours of cutscene he has four set up in like an episodic thing where you've got an intro briefing which is like 20 minutes and nothing's going to happen you sit there talking to the colonel you can go make your fucking eggs or clean your apartment or whatever you're doing yep and then you've got like 15 minutes of gameplay you've got the mid section cutscene, which is like five minutes you got another 15 minutes of gameplay and then you've got the outro which is 20 30 minutes mm-hmm. the problem is is you then go right into the briefing of the next one which is again 20 30 minutes so you have an hour of not touching the controller if you're not just playing that one little bit of the game mm-hmm. and the, the girl yeah. with the, the girl with the eggs that you were referencing that's just like an anime thing i i don't get it i've seen it i've seen that kind of trope where it's just like they have a little girl who's trying to I guess it's like an emotion thing, like an emotional... Trying to do some slice of life shit. Yeah, that's what it is. Slice of life. They They were trying trying to to contrast like normalcy and innocence. And then then there was like an arms dealer that had a monkey that drank soda. And wore a diaper. Well, actually, the diaper thing is is understandable i well and i'm like yeah no arms dealers tend to be like i honestly thought that was like the most interesting thing yeah Yeah. it looked like they had like this uh, um new york he had like this new york hipster bartender guys yeah no no arms dealer is gonna be like named rajik zirvinyak and he's gonna have like a giant beard this is an arms dealer of the future remember this game set in the future yeah so his beard will be even bigger 2018 yeah Yeah, the the future future of 2018 2018. (laughs) yep yeah uh far future yeah we, we we were really hoping drones would take off like uh yeah, like in that game, like a leggy drone with a tank turret, and he's that like, moves. Yeah, it moves, and he's like, "This is the future of war." And yeah. I'm like, it it can get stuck. It's <laughs> so, not like J Dam still solves this problem. So in the game, there's this little tiny robot made by a nerd guy called Otacon because Otacon Otaku Convention. Yeah, that's the reason why he has his code name is Otacon. So he he's this nerdy dude. You meet him in Metal Gear Solid. 
and that's the first time you meet him, and he's with Snake in every game that Snake is in, and he just essentially is like a nerdy dude who comes up with all this like anime shit that he wants to fucking make real, like Metal Gear Rex. He made it because, well, I wanted to make a robot that could actually uh, do something good, and you're, uh, you're like, no, that doesn't make sense. You're working for DARPA, you fuck. Metal Gear launches nukes. <laughs> yeah, no. I'm like, where it do can't you be? We're in a nuclear disposal facility, and he goes, yeah, they wouldn't put those on anything. <laughs> yeah, like is is like, we watch to make a system that doesn't have propulsion on it uh, that can is, launch and he's like oh really with all the nukes laying around yeah that makes sense is is he just a dope like is he's he so th- stupid yes. well, no. 100% yeah. well, no it's 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 it, like he's designing it and he's like what caliber should the rail gun be and the guy has like a fucking W54 warhead and he's like this big and he's like oh okay because it's a rail gun and you have to design it for the projectile you have to there's no other way you couldn't make a 30 caliber fucking rifle and then someone's like oh yeah by the way this shoots 30 caliber and you go no he would have had to sit there over the plans for months and months and months doing math based on intimate knowledge of what he's throwing and throw weight and distance and range and no, like it, future. So that game came out oh in 1998, God. right? Yeah. The game. Yes, is, it did. The game uh, in timeline takes place in 2009. Oh, um, oh, I see. Yeah, they they were doing the 20 seconds into the future. Were nano machines? Were yeah. nano machine communications? So they thought by 2009 the FAMAS was going to be relevant. Yo, oh. that's why I keep bringing it up because I thought you knew that. But yeah, the game takes place in 2009. That's why I keep bringing up like, hey man, look at the FAMAS, the thing we all have in the United. You know? Oh yeah, dude, they're everywhere, man. They they took <laughs> off. I don't I don't mind that. That was just I, it's just a coolness thing. Yeah, I and every time I like. So here's the thing with Metal Gear Solid. That was my first time I've ever actually seen because I played it at a very young age. That was the first time I've seen guns taking it in kind of like a serious way because I never really played anything but like Wolfenstein and Doom, which right. as you know, those yeah. aren't like anything. But so it's like I played Metal Gear Solid I'm like, oh, the FAMAS, that must be a really good machine gun. I play with this shit in fucking Counter-Strike. I played it with it and fucking even Sandstorm. I'm like, this thing's a piece of shit. What the fuck? It's too fast. It's well, too, you know what's like, great? Well, why? Is it has surrender sticks on it so you yeah. can leave it for... <laughs> whoever comes along um no the thing the the most unrealistic part of metal gear solid one was that you would find a usp unattended in the back of a truck um I'm yeah sorry. as a kid i didn't know what that was. i just figured that was like oh hey that must be normal to find guns and it wasn't on the truck it was under it sorry but i, I i'm just saying this uh anyone who anyone who owns anyone who owns a usp is is or a socom is not going to leave that uh unattended that's no. under the truck on-site very procurement valuable. yeah yeah i love the idea of on-site procurement because imagine if like he was the voice actor came up with that term i know and it's i mean i like the idea of it but like yeah we get use, all this gucci gear yeah but then in the second one they're like all oh, their weapons are locked to them and i'm like yes because the spetsnaz has money for that surely they're all wearing armor that works too <laughs> 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 well, to be fair, it's best known by like super Illuminati. I don't care. Cowboy. You don't understand. If you gave this Fetznaz a microwave gun that detected fear and shot laser darts through like they the would fourth dimension. No, they would be like, it's not AK. Yeah. They would break it. They, that's they don't understand sophisticated. 
They don't know how to use GPS because that's illegal. They they that's use, the weapon that the person who is like a lieutenant or like a commander yeah, in that yeah. unit would an would op, have an officer can do it. If, if like a grunt does GPS, nobody else is going to have it. He would like yeah. look at my death ray and all of his all of his fucking like subordinates laugh at him behind his back. Yeah, everyone's like huh, he has the gay. No, the, the, the only as the senior soldiers beat the lower soldiers and call it hazing. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> like they, or, or pimp them out. It's it's not yeah, yeah. it's not hazing until teeth are missing right mm. um so yeah kojima i mean i love some of his bad guys they're hilarious like the ancient grandpa sniper who's you know? photosynthetic yeah. yeah photosynthetic granddaddy yeah i i think that's fucking fantastic i i love some of his set pieces but then the problem is is he tries to pull at your heartstrings he tries to make mm-hmm. you take it seriously he tries to pull at your heartstrings so hard with like i I I want to know if he's ever really had a real relationship because who Kojima? Oh no no like who who's trying to bro- oh you're talking about with four? No, I, I all in any of the games any yeah, of them true. because like in five there was this woman who like traipsed around in the water and never said anything and was all skimpy because she breathed through her skin yeah and quiet well she does that because you set her on fire in the opening cinematic yeah. Yeah, and I just Yeah. You I, had to think about I've, that. That's a big thought. It's, it's still I've, just I've got no problem with Quiet or her outfit, whatever. Yeah. He's same. gotta find a reason to get jiggly fucking volleyball boob physics in the game. Fine. He's Japanese, it happens. <laughs> I, I, um, I love that settlement on it. But no, I, I I love I love some of the gun stuff. Some of the other gun stuff is dumb. Yeah. Like in five, I love these guys being all hard and trying to clear a building, but they're using like fucking Mac tens, you know. So it's like, yeah, I'm gonna be all tactical. Pulls trigger, eighty rounds and sailing. <laughs> Got him. Yeah. You, well, you gotta have that front strap on it. It doesn't help. Well, that the, the Mac strap. Yeah, oh, you have the Mac strap is bitching. It doesn't oh, yeah. help. Best it doesn't thing help. <laughs> it's cool. It's like a goatee for a gun. If I wrap it around my wrist, it can't go upwards, Mister Tex. No, it'll just it just ensures that your hand is attached to it as it does so. It's, that's it. It's well, and it's like the the voice acting is is almost always top notch, but the yeah. dialogue is just off. And I don't know how much of it is just like lost in translation culturally. Yeah, or, or literally. that's a lot of it. And then Kojima also, if you've ever looked at interviews with some of the people who've done voice acting for him over the course of the games, he got more and more controlling over how the voice acting in English was done and the lines and the translations. He fired all of his really senior uh, translators after one, two and three. And that's why there's such a weird skip after that. I really don't think he understands how stupid this stuff sounds in English. But even in like one, two, and three, I mean, like um, the lolly lolly low. Yeah, or like the yeah. recessive genes, brother. <laughs> <laughs> uh, or, uh, or, or for- <laughs> yeah, the, the the guy that looks exactly like the guy who's been cloned from. He's the one with the recessive genes. The blonde hair, blue eyed monstrosities got all. Well, of I mean, those are those are recessive dominant. genes but yeah um no but i mean and even just like eva's interaction like the bond girl from three like yeah. that whole interaction or snakes where she's like trying to come on to snake and snakes acting like like an autistic child is like don't touch me <laughs> don't touch me meaning yeah. custom 1911 yeah, yeah snake. 
Yeah, this beautiful woman hands him a 1911, and he goes, oh, my God. This light is so good. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, you've ever put the grip here. Oh, and he just kept fucking doing shit. I'm going to file like, the grip down so I can hold a knife to it and not grip the pistol and or I think the Eva, knife completely. At one point, I think Eva goes like, I guess I'll just... Is she treated him like a special needs child. She has to, like, lead him around. Yeah. She's like, go to the base. And he goes, oh, fucking slide. Oh, the base is over there. Oh, it's 45. I love it. Yeah, I, I still like at the end, though, where it's like, Eva, you know, she gets, they, like, do this chase scene. She crashes. She gets, like, a tree trunk through her abdomen. It's like, Eva, you can't give up. Eva, I need you. And Eva's like, snake? I don't know how to fly the plane to get out of, <laughs> to get out of here. <laughs> yeah. That's that's like such a. Uh, oh, I mean, yeah. It's clear he was carrying a torch for the boss. Yeah, and he's yeah. trying not to. He's, he's trying got to a dodge thing for dominant women. Mommy GF. Yeah, he's just like. <laughs> she's, she's more than a lover. Uh, yeah, what does that mean? She birthed me from her womb. <laughs> uh, you will never understand the warrior's bond. I do like that the snake went off of her chest My- at the end and w- turned into a fucking snake. I thought that was cool. I was like, yeah, if the rest of her people are going to do weird shit, why didn't she? And I was like, oh, look, cool, she did a weird thing. There we go. You mean besides having an infinite ammo gun? That's not because fucking, the drum is shaped like an inf- like a meniscus. I don't even know where they get half the shit in the game. I let that one pass. Yeah, like I, for, <laughs> I. I just want to scream all the time because they're like, Snake, here's a 1911. Thank God Russia is one of the largest producers of 45 ACP ammunition in 1961. <laughs> and you're like, is it? And she just goes, no. <laughs> it's a 1911 762. <laughs> Good thing we have all so, so the grip is like that. It's like, no, like as big you, as a graham cracker. No, what I'm saying would be funny is like, she brings him a Tokarev that's been like, you know, <laughs> bubbled to look like a 1911. <laughs> no, what about the experimental like AR uh, prototypes? Yeah, that are all the, around the, the Russians have all these AR prototypes, which they could have gotten from advisors. Or but whatever, they were like but. hiding under a bridge. Yeah, but they're just like laying <laughs> yeah. under a bridge. Like, what do we do with this Eugene Stone prototype? And they're like, hide under a bridge. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, no, I can explain that because the Stoner 63, same yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah, well, okay. No, no, I can I, explain this all though because it's Russia. Some dude was just stashing it there so he could smuggle it out later. Probably. Yeah. Not to sell it. Yeah. But, but I mean, you're the, gonna- the, the weapon choices in the games have always been kind of bonkers yeah. um, because like it, well, shit. I mean, Kojima's weird. The other thing that makes me laugh my ass off is you have these boss fights that are really inventive, like Psycho Manus, you know, in the, in the, in the first Metal Gear Solid. Psycho Manus's boss fight still sticks out in my mind. And tell is, us why. Well, because when you fight Psycho Manus, Especially for people who don't know. Yeah, he'll read your memory file. So he'll talk about all the other games you like playing. And he'll be like, oh, you like Mario Kart or whatever. Yeah. Not that you can play Mario games on PS1. Yeah, it's I know. Like, Please don't. He'd comment about like Castlevania. Yeah, he'd and, talk about um, all your all your games. And he had voice lines for them, which mm-hmm. was nuts. And then he would read your mind and he would read all your moves. So you had to move your controller to the other slot 
and he would say, I can't read you. And then you could just beat the shit out of him. Yeah, you, you would uh, take, because it's a console game, you would take your controller out and plug it into slot two. Yeah, and, you had, yeah. it, and you had memory cards too, because, you know, it wasn't just on the console or hard drive. They had eight whole megabytes. Yeah, man, I got eight megs yeah. of porn in this bad boy. Ugh. Could you imagine what a modern take on that would be, though? Like, if they remastered Metal Gear you Solid gotta switch 1, to your other hard it, drive. Well, no, he starts reading your Steam games and fucking harassing you for having porn games on there. Yeah, anime titty <laughs> that would simulator be great. 2020. <laughs> yeah, that would be hilarious. I you know. I also it, just realized to go you to play th- a lot of Farm Simulator. Got to get your morning corn in, eh? <laughs> I just realized, Goat, it's, I think the 8 it. megabytes only on the PlayStation 2. Yeah. I think PS2. P- yeah, PS1s is like what? Like yeah, a two mega plus. One. It was a 2. Yeah. It was a 2. Yeah. Oof. So, Slightly bigger than a floppy. <laughs> Cost more to dude, make. I played one on a PS2. I had to do it in one sitting because I didn't have a memory card for it. I, I remember those days. <laughs> I remember those days. Oh, so like I'd have to leave it yeah. on pause and yeah. like hope I didn't hope the PS2 didn't like burn itself out by the time uh, I yeah. got back from school. You guys don't understand this. When the PS2 came out, it was the hottest shit. It was one of the best consoles that Sony had ever made and still is. I'd say to this day, it's probably one of the best ones they've made. And here's the thing. Back then, you had to have... uh, like You had to basically have these little cards that go in there called memory cards in order to save your game data. Now, not I. Not I'm sure everyone on here is already fucking knows that shit. But what what was crazy about the PlayStation Two was that at the time those shits were fucking expensive and hard yes. to find. Yes, they so were. you would buy a PlayStation Two and you couldn't fucking save any of your games because you didn't have a fucking card. And then you sat there for like yeah, months until like one was forty dollars for a two megabyte memory card. Yeah. Yeah. And what were we gonna say, go? No, nothing. Oh, okay. So, so forty dollars in two thousand money. That was a yeah. Tank of that gas. was like that was a tank of gas. That was. I mean, I remember that it wasn't until the end of like PS One's lifetime and PS 2s lifetime, near the end of those lifetimes, you would get the bundle that would have the controller and the card. Yeah. But for the most of its lifetime, it was like, fuck you. Yeah. Every, you know? if you bought a console, you just could not save your game. Cause they, they were like, you had to go buy the card. Yeah. That's how I played the original Tomb Raider. Yeah. I oh, left the PlayStation on for <laughs> a week. I was going to say that's cause that's one of those games you got to save scum on. So the fact that you left it on, oof, I, and let me ask you this. Did you actually like Tomb Raider? Cause I, it's like one of my favorite series. Tomb Raider was my first 3D platformer. I played Crash Bandicoot right after that. I really like it still. I think they've done horrible things with the IP recently, but the first three games were all really solid. Yeah, yeah. That's that's my opinion as well. Um, but yeah, back sorry, on was, Metal Gear. Yeah, back uh, on Metal Gear. Sorry. Okay, Metal Gear. I have a question. Yeah. So without wanting to get like super political or anything like that, what do you guys think of all like the philosophical and political messages Kojima tried to convey through that series beyond like the anti-war? Well, it order. was nukes bad. Uh, yeah, one nukes, was nukes bad. War bad. War bad. Uh, nukes so bad will let you build unlimited numbers in five. But, but what about, uh? <laughs> do you think, do you think... Love can bloom on the battlefield. Generally I'm not, not touching that with a ten foot pole. Generally not. Um, the we got we got an hour fucking cutscene in Metal Gear Solid Four because of that single line. Yep. Uh, 
I, I Metal also, Gear Solid 4, if you guys haven't played it, is where he just is so tired, he's stapling things from Metal Gear Solid 1 and 2 to things from 3, and then just dumping it in a blender. Yep. Right, yeah, because it was like... Oh, and all the bosses... All the bosses are super sexualized, very oh, yeah. like identical to the actor playing them models. Mm-hmm. And they're like in skin tight suits. Well, that's the second phase. The first phase is like a normal right, right. Metal Gear Solid standard. So they have it's like every time one of them is a giant tentacles and shit and she rolls around and shit. And then the second phase is, yeah, they try to cuddle you to death. Yeah. And like you get them out of the machine and it's like the first thing that opens of course is the ass part of it (laughs) wow and it's incredibly well well detailed and i'm like this is the most detailed thing i've ever seen on the playstation 3 is these women (laughs) if if you remember that stuff was always there it just wasn't always put in your face metal gear solid 3 you had a ghost that would show you a sign saying that you could look at boobs right right and, it was, and you and press two, r1 and it would do first one to see and two like, you'd open up the lockers and mediocre see yeah you'd do the, the lockers and you'd crouch in them to to try to motorboat the door i remember you yeah because they have the, the titty posters yeah, yeah. Oh God, Kojima! But it, and, and then he had that obsession. He had that fucking obsession with that one guy shitting himself. Yeah, Johnny. Yeah, and it's in all the things. Like, oh, here comes the guy that has crippling Crohn's disease, <laughs> and like he laughs, and and he's sitting there like I imagine Kojima having done this because there was like a guy in his office, and he's like, ha ha, it is the bathroom man, <laughs> and the guy's like, no, I have this serious disease. <laughs> And he's like, ha ha, spend all your day in the bathroom, bathroom man. I put you in the game again. <laughs> and he's like, no. Yeah, uh, that's, that's what I imagine. Kojima's weird. So uh, we should probably take some questions. <laughs> all right, here we go. So the first one is called Improved Dwarf Fortress Heresy. Hey, Tex and whoever else is on the podcast this week. Uh, got a question for y'all. Um, I know Dwarf Fortress is an amazingly complex game, um, but if y'all had the ability to add one feature or system to that game, be it off the wall or just a general improvement of it, uh, what would that be? I uh, love what y'all guys are doing. Keep it up. Uh, have a good rest of your day. Uh, let's see. Um, something they haven't added? Some Something they haven't added? I mean, shit, I, I don't want to second guess those guys, like, at all. Because they know more about that game than I will ever know. Yeah. I mean, they've been building it for 20 fucking years. I mean, good God. I, if, if I could think of anything to add in, it's stuff they're already working on right now, and I don't want to bu- bug them, you know, because they're already building very simplified UIs, yeah. Very good mouse controls, in-depth controls for inventory and shit. I have no want whatsoever to add anything that they aren't already adding. I Is think it? it's just going to get better with time. And you heard that, Deputy, right? That question? Yeah, I did. Okay, cool. Because I, I, did, I didn't actually do a check to make sure you can hear these. All right. So the next one is called Best Accent in the Legion. And I'm guessing this is Chippy. Howdy, folks at the Black Pants Legion. It's me, J.S. Blue again. I'm going to try to talk in a normal accent. So, on the topic of accents, who has the best accent within the Legion? And what are the funniest stories to come out of it? Or any other accents that have funny stories? I would like for y'all to keep up your good work. And that's all I have. Hope y'all have a good day. 
Thank you. Thank you for sending us a question in without doing a weird voice again. We appreciate that. <laughs> we really do. Thank you. Polish drone strike. Polish drone strikes. And, and I was saying his own channel. Yeah. Polish drone strike and shippy are up there for me because Polish drone strike can be like, what is the nature of man? But dank memes. And you'll just start laughing. And then he'll actually start talking about the nature of man and philosophy and the tax yeah. of being creative. Which in the is, same voice. Yeah, in the same yeah, voice. In the same voice with the same intonation and expression as when he shit posts. And, right. and Chippy will just, Chippy is a walking North FC meme. He is. He's like, come on, Angle and score some fucking gals. That, yeah, that's that's who he is. He is he is way faster at it, too. You, yeah. He just says shit and you're kind of like, what? Well. Yeah. I agree with you. No, he's he's a solid guy. Yeah, he's he was telling this story where he's like, he's he's like, uh, God, what did he say? He's like, girlfriend of mine says a man hits her OnlyFans and says twenty quid to piss your jeans. <laughs> and I was, I like, love that shit. Yeah, yeah. And I go, what? Because this is like <laughs> mid me talking about like the military industrial complex for the ninetieth time. He bumbles in and starts with this. Yes, and then goes. And I go, what? And he goes, well, she said 20 quid is 20 quid and fucking did it. And I'm like, huh? And he goes, all right, how you doing? <laughs> and it's just like crazy blah that he just dumps on us. And it, and it makes everyone laugh. He's got that ability to make everyone laugh and like feel happy. So that's that's a blessing. It's like, oh, we're going to teach you how to make a proper Barnsley accent. Yeah, he's he is. He is the pride of uh, Barnsley. I, I think if uh, I had an option to have uh, someone make me a hamburger from the Legion, I want Polish Drone Strike to do it. Really? Polish Drone Strike I want him to make a me, cooking channel? I just want him to make a hamburger and take it as seriously as he can. He's an architect. You know that thing would take three hours to make, and it would be functionally perfect because he'd be sitting there with calipers. He'd be like, it is not brutal enough. <laughs> that's, that's fine by me. I think that would make one of the... Uh, I will drop it on the floor four times. W- what about you guys? Who would you want from the Legion to make a burger for you? Uh, me machine. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah, actually. Uh, I was going to say the only the real answer is me. <laughs> machine. Yeah, he would call and be like, I have your number, Mike. <laughs> yeah, like me, me, meat machine would make make a perfect burger. Like, I know that. Yeah. But I want Polish to do it because I think. Now, if, if you're saying for fun, I would say Jeff the cannibal. Yeah. Like, because he'd just be sitting there and he'd be like drinking and he'd just be like, okay, so like microwave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Or, or, oh, even better, uh, Stagger. I would yeah. Love, I would love to watch Stagger make. Cause, stagger burger? Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He A would do it. Stagger stack. He would do it, and he'd get it to you because it's burnt because he kept fucking talking and not looking at what he was doing. No, like Stagger, when he was over here cooking, he started cooking at like 830. <laughs> and yeah. We, yeah. He was like, I'm going to cook dinner for you guys tonight. And we're like, okay. Yeah, he gets up in the morning because he's, yeah. Yeah, that was, it was fucking guy. great. That was fucking great. All right. Next question. Oh, uh, deputy, your burger maker. I said meme machine. Oh, meme machine. Okay. All right. Here's the next one is we need a barbecue alignment oh, chart. No. Very- deputy, deputy mixing with alignment charts. No. The soup one is Hello, factually accurate. members of the Black Pants Legion. I am Commander Hamfisted of the Jewish Hot Dog. <laughs> I am wondering, what are your fine gentlemen's opinions on what exactly is barbecue? Is it a method of cooking? Is it an event? 
with which you would invite friends and family? Is it a specific type of food? Is it all of the above? None of the above? Would these sirloins that I have so gloriously prepared for myself and my brother be considered barbecue? Or are they not large and slab of cow enough? Would it need to be at least a tri-tip? Or perhaps a rack of ribs? A brisket? Pulled pork? Could hot dogs be elevated to such a standard? Who is this man? I wonder. I, I'm sitting here listening to it, and you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of, like, those storybooks on tape you'd get in the 80s. It just sounds like somebody hit play on one of those. You know, you know, you know who that <laughs> reminds me of, in all honesty? Yeah. Is it, I, I closed my eyes for a minute, and in my head, in my head, I saw this man coming into, like, a Greek amphitheater with a toga yeah. Yeah. and positing what is barbecue. Is a hot dog. Is this man barbecue? Is this man Plato? Yeah, that's what I mean. He's, <laughs> there's like a barbecue philosopher. Yeah. Who who will sit there and go, I wonder, could this be considered a hot dog? Is a hot dog a sandwich? And you're just like, oh, not this guy again. And then fucking yeah. Diogenes walks in with a fucking BLT. Behold, a barbecue. Diogenes walks in with his just cranking his dick because yeah, he's Diogenes. That's what he did. And then you just throw him out on his face. I was gonna say, I'll save it for later. I'm not gonna mess with that right now. All right. What? So no, but look, I was I, gonna look, look. There's there's all the difference in the world between barbecue and a cookout. A cookout is the gathering you invite everyone to barbecuing barbacoa. That yeah. is a cooking style. So so barbecue and like they gave you a great answer, but barbecue if you want the boring answer. <laughs> It's just a method. It's a method that you can change the... Con- it's a, one of those words in English language you can just change the uh, based oh, on yeah. the context of what you're talking well, about. Well, of course. It's not just an English thing because like Shuhasco, you know, the Brazilian Portuguese word, it's the same, basically the same thing. Yeah. So it's like you can have multiple meat, but yeah, the, the better answer. Noun, verb, or adjective. It works either way. Yeah. Because if, if you ask anybody in a philosophy class that, they won't think about it. They'll just laugh at you. I know. I've had philosophers laugh at me. That was great. I made them laugh. Tex, Tex makes fun of me because I am I a am, uh, slave to my current state, and I am a Kansas City barbecue fan. Yeah, <laughs> you, you like ketchup. I get it. Nah, man. You, you go down like 18th and Vine, old Kansas City. They'll serve you an eight rack of pork ribs served on newspaper. It's great. I don't want ribs on newspaper. <laughs> it, you serve it on butcher paper. It, like, if I go buy a bag of hot dogs, it shouldn't what? come in a trash bag. I shouldn't be like, yeah, give me a trash bag of hot dogs. It doesn't matter if they're really good. <laughs> Wait, they're in a trash bag. Is that, is that an option? Can I get those? Yes. No, you cannot have a trash bag of hot dogs. <laughs> I think they sell them in drums, though. No. I, what if I held out a trash bag of my own and sold it to the butcher? Yeah, just throw them in. <laughs> yeah, just and he goes, no, <laughs> fill the bag, fill the bag. <laughs> all right, look. is this a stick up? Uh, no, God, next, next. All right, all right, you all right. monsters. Oh God. The next question is zombie apocalypse. Oh, we did that one last time. Uh, yeah, we did. BPL personals M tw- male twenty four seeking monster waifu uh, DDF. Is this is this JC? Ah. Uh, Howdy, guys. I have two questions for yeah, you. Yeah, it is. Number one, what would be the worst monster to die to in cinema, games, books, etc.? 
I personally believe The Thing is the worst, though any body horror where you're still aware in some way can be just as bad. Number two, what is your ideal monster girl, or what is your favorite if you have one? Mine would have to be the Apophis from MGE. Thank you for your time, and can someone please give Goat a hug from me? <laughs> I love it, how he's saying it like he's on a podium, and then, like, no questions out. He's like, no questions. It just see? fucking leaves. All Thanks right. for finally sending in that question. I will, I will hug Goat, I promise. I will hug Goat. Now, here, okay, let's, let's unpack this statement. All right, so... You want to know which one's the worst to die to. I think the thing really nails it on the head because it's like absorbing you and you're losing your sense of identity, but you know it's going to take you over and use you as like a weapon versus your friends. So it's like horrifying. It's body horror. It's it's. It's it's dying and you can't do anything about it. How do you kill it? It's. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's uh, well, I was going to say mine would probably be the blob, the blob and the thing I'm putting in the same. Yeah, camp because you get absorbed. Yeah, being yeah, absorbed, being but, absorbed. So like one, I'd, I'd even put some of the infections where you lose control of yourself in that same camp. Yeah. Um, I, I would say, though, my personal would that would be horrifying would be aliens like from the xenomorphs that, yeah. that that would be probably the worst to die to. Then again, if you're going to know, he looked like he was having fun up until it burst out of his chest. Right. Yeah. And, and he was and, having a great fucking time. <laughs> but here's here's the thing um, that that I wonder about is like, even though like the aliens of the thing might be terrifying, at least they're reasonable bad guys whereas if you look at like a lot of the horror movie monsters like jason or whatever they're just unkillable they have their own rules they're, they're just magical yeah so they just show up and and they're like oh you shot me 12 times camera moves away oh i left and they're you know yeah he gets edited out of the movie somehow right He he's just gone and then he comes back and i i think that that's kind of bullshit uh personally uh but <sighs> that's that's just the way it is. But as far as uh, Monster Girl Waifu, um, are we talking like a real monster or are we talking monster features? Because Tiefling GF, Tiefling GF is probably the way to go. If he's mentioning something for Monster Girl Encyclopedia, Tiefling GF is on the table. Okay, then then I'm I'm gonna say uh, Tiefling GF for me. Thank mm, you. Sulfur breath. Yeah. Could be worse. See, I'd, I'd go for Krieger GF for the emotional horror. Oh. <laughs> That's beautiful. Well, That's... we all know that the appeal of Monster Girls is because the monster is only on the outside. Oh, that's true. That that and it's I think kind of appealing to the sense of having the girlfriend be the beast and the guy be the the normal uh, one for uh-huh. once. So that's interesting, gentlemen. Your choices. Yeah, Shubnigurath, the black goat of the woods with a thousand young. Fucking awful way to go. Chop your dick and balls off, feed it to her mouth vagina, then get, you know, vagina vord and unbirth remade into something twisted and different. Or superficially exactly the same, but now enslaved to an alien god. Something that's already tethered to all organic life in the universe as we know it. The teat you've already been suckling on? No, that's fucked. 
Woo. That's worse than the thing. The you thing, a, at least, there's you oblivion need a in that you audience lose your, award clap for that yeah. one. That was beautiful. The thing, at least, like you're you're just gone. I mean, it's it's co-opted like your your code and stuff, but your yeah. mind is gone. Yeah, you you lose control of yourself after being infected, and I don't know like if there's like a pain. Pro- you just kind of accept it, become part of the consciousness or whatever. I, I think it's probably just a consciousness thing. But yeah. um, Monster Girl. Uh, Shubni <laughs> Shubni no. Uh I, I thought that's where you were going with that one. <laughs> I mean, if you did like a really sanitized version of it, no, still no. Uh <laughs> um I probably like a Sila. Be like be able to get like hugged with tentacles and shit and then go into the water, be able to explore the ocean without like crushing pressure death or drowning. Oh, That'd that's be pretty nice. cool. Yeah. You can do things together, like recover nuclear weapons. And uh, Spanish treasure. We've lost 12 of them. Yeah, don't, yeah. let's not talk don't about it. Don't worry about it. No more questions. Look, there's just one off the coast of Tangerine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I honestly never really thought about it because I'm not like kind of, it never really hit me with monster girls, but uh, a monster. What's a good monster that's like? Medusa. Medusa. How oh, that's like the. She's like my eyes are up here, and you're like, I know what I'm doing, woman. Yeah, that's not really that big of a deal because then you just turn into cement, which is like whatever. <laughs> I'm already rock hard. I know hard. it's a stone, but I just imagine she just quick creates your ass. <laughs> so that's probably painful as fuck. Uh, yeah, but it probably. I, I would just say like she quick creates your ass, and then like, <laughs> oh, and yeah. then and then like when she goes to bed it wears off so you're like in the middle of an argument right and you're like listen here you fucking bitch and then you just quit crete and then like in the middle of the night she goes to bed and then you wake up mid yell you're like what the fuck yeah um i don't really have any uh like i'm like trying to because you guys have all kinds of like cool choices and i'm like i don't really know all the monsters that i can think of it's like well, yeah, if she was like a werewolf, then she would just like fuck it off at like 4 a.m., which is not exactly the best. Like, I'm thinking about dating. You all are like, oh, these are people who are going to kill me. I'm like, no, if I had to date this person, this bitch is going to get up at 4 a.m. and just it's fucking. It's like the cat girl thing. That's we a bad about earlier. thing. You don't have to feed her in the morning. <laughs> That's true. Uh, I don't have enough money for all the fucking bodies we're going to have to hide. But, uh, don't worry about it. <laughs> don't worry about it. Uh,. I mean, you, you take relationships one challenge at a time, hiding bodies. You know, I like, I, mean, uh, I like, I like the elementals, the, not the ones from panel tech. I know that's totally different. The, like the fire, earth, water, air. Oh, like Ganassi's and what yeah. have you. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. Cool. I, no. I, I think that would be pretty Exotic. fucking cool. What about a worst way to die? Oh, the worst way to worst die. monster to die to. Um, probably those flesh eating scarabs from the mummy. Ooh. Yeah, because those are not like they work quick too. They, I was like that person. They go is, right under the skin. That person is just fucking a bag after yeah. they're done. They don't put sugar in water. Yeah, no, they fuck you right up. Yeah, that was that. That would probably be the worst. Because what do you do? Like in the movie, it's like he was shooting with the shotgun and yeah, shit. Yeah, like what? What are you gonna do? Like shoot? Like there's a reason why the Terminix guy doesn't come over to your house like <laughs> forty five seventy and just put <laughs> holes through the walls and just. <laughs> Yeah, then the fucking termites come out, start attacking them. It's like, oh yeah, I bring the forty-five seventy man. Yeah, because oh, apparently God. in the mummies universe, aside from mummies coming back to life, that's true. All yeah, right, yeah. let's let's hit another question. Wait, what about deputy? Oh yeah, he said. I, I gave my input on both. Yeah. Oh yeah. All right. The next one is 
battle tech related called Georgia knows he's just right. humble. Let me get a drink. The text might go to whoever the fuck else might happen to be there tonight. Howdy. I'm uh, four, five drinks in. Fuck, I don't know. No, I'm sorry if this doesn't come out as entirely coherent, but I was just wondering after listening to some of your podcasts and some of your videos. Does George Ledoux really know how fucking beloved Duncan Fisher is to the Battletech community at large? I mean, does he realize how deeply ingrained into the firmament of the fandom he is and how much we truly breathe and live that character? Just curious. He also seems really fucking cool. Thanks. Well, I didn't hear that at the end. He seems really fucking one. <laughs> I'm going to try it again, but... Really cool. What I did realize is, like, is he, like, whipping his own ass or something in the background? What's that, like, noise? <laughs> um, <laughs> like, he was there describing this shit so in so much detail, and all I kept hearing is, yeah, doesn't he just know how... <laughs> no, no, he's... Listen, he's probably, like, nervous and just has his arms swinging or yeah, something. Yeah, okay, so he's know? probably fidgeting. Okay, yeah, fair enough. people fidget, man. I know. But- Almost certainly not flagellate. <laughs> no, because when, when they do that, it's, yeah. you know... But anyway, yeah. um, um, he, George he prefers the hair shirt. Ah, yeah. George yeah. definitely knows how much he cares of, with the community. He's just, it's just how much Duncan Fisher can he do? Yeah, and he he knows people love him, but he's also like he he likes to talk about the other things he's also been in and done with his life, which is a lot of different stuff. A lot of different stuff. He's had a very long career doing many many things, and he really, your Majesty. Yeah, well, not just that. I mean, he does a lot of professional stuff. Yeah. Uh, uh, that's not just voice acting and he likes to talk about his whole career so when someone comes up to him they're like wow you're battle tech Duncan Fisher he's like yeah thanks you know but he also has this wide career and I and he I, loves the community sure he does absolutely absolutely yeah I think he knows yeah he, he actually runs two Twitters he has his George Ledoux Twitter for voice acting and then he has an actual Duncan Fisher Twitter that's him running it mm-hmm. that's not like some fake account um, it's not some twenty-year-old. Well, no, no, the BattleTech. It's not some forty-year-old he hired to, to run <laughs> exactly. it. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> All right, here we go. The next one is, I think it's a Star Wars tabletop, uh, fleet battles in Star Wars. Yep, that's what that is. Hi there, Texan the BPL. This is the coat here. Um, I had a question that I was thinking about. Um, I play uh, one of the two games I play besides BattleTech uh, is Star Wars Armada. And I just wanted to know if anyone around the podcast had either played or seen it. Uh, I think it's a very, you know, tight rules-wise game. Uh, very fun. Doesn't take a long time. You know, last six rounds and that's it. And the miniatures, while on a little bit of the, a little on the expensive side, uh, but they are pretty big miniatures and they come pre-painted and they're very detailed. So I just wanted to see if you guys uh, had an opinion on that. It's it's by Fantasy Flight Games. So, uh, yeah, that's about it. So have a good one and we'll see you next time. Um, yeah, I, I know there's a lot of miniatures war games out there that are pretty cool, um, but I, I've... I, I don't want to collect anymore. That's, that's one of the things that people are like, Tax, you should get this. And I, I look at these people and I say, God bless you. Um, you know, good, good for you. But I cannot collect 800 armies and start 12,000 hobbies. I, I've done that in the past. 
I was one of those 40K guys that just transitioned from army to army to army to army to army. I constantly had to have the latest thing. I constantly shifted what I had, and I just, I, I can't do it. I, so you I, had a, I didn't know you were like a crack crack kingpin. At one point, yes. <laughs> Although, I do appreciate the man who has an entire goddamn regiment of infantry for his battle tech army. Yeah. That is dedication. Yeah, that is hilarious. Yeah, but as far as FFG, I know that FFG got dropped from doing the 40k RPGs by Games Workshop in part because they were doing the Star Wars sub for the mouse. So... I mean, I, I don't have any personal exposure to it. I know FFG does decent work apart from not having good proofreading. Um, so I'm sure it's worth checking out. Next question. Next question. Next, 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 next question. Next question. Two questions. What's this, Dan? Have you got a license for that? Oh, no. All righty there, people, people. I've got a fun one for you. Two-parter. Item A. You're now double O fucko in the Queen's service. What pedantic shit do you get away with with your license to kill? Me personally, disciplining small children and slapping the shit out of Karens. Item B. You're sent back in time to the Wild West, 1870s to 1890s. You've got to survive with guns in your collection. What do you bring? Me? Smith Model 10, nickel-plated, because it'll survive black powder reloading. And probably my AK, but I'm leaning heavily towards my Brazilian Mauser in 30 6 because that's way ahead of the curve. But what do you guys bring? Semi-autos only? Revolvers? What's your rifle? Mm -hmm. And uh, license to kill? What do you do with it? Uh, okay. License to kill? Wait, like, Brazil made Mausers in 30-06? They did? That's sick! Yes, they did. Um, well, license the Mauser design to... Well, okay, they, it gets more complex. But yes, Brazilian has 30-06 Mausers, and you can find them, and they're good. Um, so let's see license to kill. I mean, you, you can't just use it all day. You can't just be like, you traffic jam and just like start no, fucking. That's exactly what you do. If you, you would do if you had a license to kill and no moral compunction, you well, would absolutely. I, I would drift in the bond car with the machine gun spraying <laughs> out the front. I would kill everyone no. on the road. I'd be like, oh no, it looks like everyone between me and work has to die today. And, and you yeah. have like and Zeppelins on the road loitering around your commute and just blow people that like analyze traffic to find out who was causing it and blow them out of nothing yeah why just not be like, brr, brr, and then w the first volley blows up the car the other one is just like quick acting cement to fix the pothole yeah all right what were you saying deputy is does it have to be british are we the classic james Bond? no it says you were in the queen's service that was the that was the thing i mean well Okay, then I I would replace those stens in the fucking headlights that, you know, you pull the trigger and they still can't hit anything fixed to the fucking frame of the car <laughs> with MG3s. Okay, yeah. <laughs> of nice. course you would. Nice, nice. Of <laughs> so so with, it's like... With the doppeltrommel fucking fake top that they made? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you you press the button. You press the button for the for the things. If, if I'm in neutral and I press the button, the car moves backwards. Okay, right. That's what I mean. Is like you press the button and the little caps flip open, and it just sounds like canvas tearing for like a minute, <laughs> as as you destroy everything in front of you. <laughs> okay. The the most heavy thing in the Aston Martin is the spare ammo in the trunk to reload them. Oh God. <laughs> See, like what I would do with the Bond car, and this is just me, is I I would um 
first of all, Aston Martin, ugh, because not enough room to put fun stuff. But what I would do is uh, you move the firewall back to the back seat so you have more room under the hood, right? And then you put one of those uh, Mercedes DB601 series like ME109 V12s in there. And the reason for that is not because you want that specific engine. Uh, The reason is you want that specific engine because it can work in conjunction with a motor canona. So I would put the 30 millimeter cannon fired from the hub of that and just have it go through like a 30 millimeter hole in the middle of the grill. And people are like, why has it got that hole there? And you're like, don't worry about it. And then you get behind James Bond and suddenly you're just like, Achtung, Minengeschoss. And you're like, dunk, dunk, dunk with this auto cannon. And it's like blowing bank cars off the road. That would be fucking great. I would have two getups for James Bond. Okay. One of them, I'd be wearing like a white linen suit, white fedora with like the red band. I'd have like a polished nickel plated Browning high power. I'd drive like some classic 1970s car. I don't really know about that. Um, the other one modified, it'd be a modified Volkswagen Kombi minibus technical No, with like straight blowback scrap cannons in the back and my, and instead of like pulling out the Walther PPK, pull out Hevolved or Hellboys. I'm like 44 frame revolver with like this scrap looking, uh, cylinder full of 38s. Ugh. Where it's like bigger than your head. And just so, blow so, so Brazil bond, Brazil bond, Brazil bond, Brazil bond. Okay. All right. Cleveland Bond. Oh, Cleveland Bond. Let me see. If I were to be James Bond with a license to kill, um, I would probably drive a 1987 Chevy Celebrity, a, a Chrome, or whatever they did to the alum- the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> what the fuck? Not Millennium for the... Uh, the Aluminum Falcon? The <laughs> no, no. The, the fucking car with the... You want it. The brushed f- aluminum like a DeLorean. DeLorean. Why did I think of Millennium Falcon? You want the you want my the brain like cross the, the words that, like, over. opens up. You want so yeah. You, yeah. So you, you want-, want the finish that is impossible to repair and blend. <laughs> so you yes. want he wants like a nineteen. You want it's a, a 1987 Chevy celebrity, celebrity with gullwing doors and a brushed <laughs> stainless finish. <laughs> I didn't say going doors, but f- yeah, sure. If you can put them on there, you can get that boxing, that yeah. box door. Yeah, it's it's the box door with like the velour. <laughs> this looks so, like a drug dealer's car. Yeah, so so Mike drives up in that. This is a like pull me over car. All right, hold on. This I, is like when I drove a 2004 Impala uh, at like two in the morning in Cleveland to visit you. <laughs> All right, so so Bond, Cleveland Bond yep. drives up. Chevy celebrity. Chevy 87 Chevy celebrity. Yeah, look up what the Look, I, up, that, yeah, look I, it up on Google Images so you understand my comment about drug dealer car. So 87 yep. Chevy Celebrity when they brushed aluminum finish. Yep. Gold wings. Gold wings. Uh, and, and, and what is your weapon of choice? What do you wear? Oh, um, he's going st- to step out of that car with the... Uh, the best American firearm ever made, Beretta. Okay. <laughs> um. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, I know they're Italian. Um, so... Yeah, he would. I would walk out of there with a. Not. I won't. I don't want anything chrome. I, I want to be able to still hide it. So I get a Beretta shorty. <laughs> so it's like the size of a PPK, but the build of a Beretta. Oh, so okay. So you mean like a Beretta fifty one or something? Are, are yeah. you Are you talking about a smaller frame Beretta? Dot dot dot. <laughs> 
Or are you asking me <laughs> no, 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 it no. is theoretically possible? <laughs> no, smaller frame bread, but a smaller frame bread in 92 is what I'm picturing. So what you're telling me, <laughs> that's what I was afraid of. A fun size is, bread. Is, is you're saying take a 92 frame <laughs> yes. and then do surgery on it. And shrink it down. Honey, <laughs> I shrunk the guns to... It's, it's like saying peel the potato until you get to the good potato. That is, I mean, they already kind of did that with the Vertec grip, but I mean. I mean, you just accidentally make a P38. Yeah, basically. Well, it's got a locking block, so yeah. Yeah, you, I mean, you, so you'd walk out with one of those, right? So so what you're telling me is you want me to take like a 92 from its 4.91 inch barrel down to like, what, three? <laughs> Two. Two and a half. Yeah. I, I, okay. <laughs> Stumpy Beretta. Hold on. No. The, the, limit <laughs> the, the limit on the Beretta is the cutout and the slide for the locking block. Okay, it what he's, he to, wants He wants like a Liberator, but Beretta. <laughs> oh my where we're going we don't need rifling yeah <laughs> <laughs> just just bond bond comes out he, he shoots with, like max Payne. well that's what i mean bond comes out he drives up in this chevy celebrity and he gets up and because it's an 80s chevy celebrity it's like the door's like <laughs> as soon as you open it <laughs> yep. you, you get out you get out and you you've got like a jerry curl because it's the 80s and 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 you take out this beretta and instead of a suppressor or anything you pull the trigger and it just shoots sparks and a fireball <laughs> and it's just really loud <laughs> Um, <laughs> it looks fucking cool, man, right? Yeah, yeah. You just shoot the guy in the leg. He's like, oh, oh, and you're like, that's what I always say. Shot in the leg, not shaken. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, yeah, no, he, he would walk out and he would shoot. It would shoot someone else around the corner. Mm. And then he goes, shaken, not stirred. That's all he says. I, I would love if I had a bond like you just have like, because I I wouldn't want to be a bond. I, I would want to be the Q. See, because yeah. I'd be like, Mike, I've got a double agent Mike. I've got a new item for you in the field. I uh, need you to test this item. Uh, it's, it looks like a normal briefcase, but one side of the briefcase is an anti-tank mine. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like the, and it's not subtle. It's like you open the briefcase and I've like strapped a Russian anti-tank mine to the briefcase. And I'm like, <laughs> 007, if you pull this pin and leave this briefcase in the middle of the road, it will destroy <laughs> anything it comes into contact with. <laughs> so, yes, so there's, there's a very nice like blued finish fragmentation <laughs> sleeve right right slash holder <laughs> for the land line. yeah 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 and, and so it shows the movie god we should make a bond movie it shows the movie where like mike is like he gets off the plane and he sees his target going through an airport yeah and since it's the 70s you can have like violence and shit in the airport because no one looks at bags so you're like hey boy could you i'm playing a game with a friend of mine uh could you take this briefcase to him and bump it against his leg and then it shows the kid running through the airport and goes mr mr and bumps his leg and then it just shows you laughing <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> 
just glow on my face. You're like, and they go like, oh my God, you're a terror. You like pull out the license to kill and the cop goes, ah, yep, that's good. He's fine. I, I still think the other thing <laughs> is like, whether you have Mike or myself as James Bond, just like dress like a hood rat, talk like a hood rat, act like a hood rat the whole way through. Like if and I don't, like if I have to, if, yeah, exactly. Even blending in with all this high society function shit. And either nobody comments on it or they're like, oh, wow, how diverse. I would love I would love to have a cue in James Bond that was just really salty gunsmith. So because yeah. he always loses guns and yeah. he uses them once and then leaves them there. So you find this gunsmith and Bond is like, oh, could you get my rifle to fish in a smaller case? And he's like, yeah, sure. No problem. And so the next time he goes out in the field. It's like, Mike, you open the case up and you're like, what the fuck? Because it's like a 408 Che tank that's been cut. The barrel has been cut down to like an inch. So like the the, bullet's the bullet out. is sticking out <laughs> of the end of the barrel. <laughs> I'm like, this is my sniper rifle. Yeah. So you have to show it. So you've got it like on a shoulder strap under a coat. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like in a club and guys like well mr bond you don't have a rifle and you're like yeah but what about a sniper and the guy's like what and you pull the trigger and the table just disappears <laughs> because there's this white flash and all you hear is because <laughs> and it's like his face looks like a cartoon where it's like yeah, it's, like it's all blackened yeah. there's a bullet that's sideways <laughs> in the wall <laughs> Oh, man. And And you see, like, it blow all, like, the muzzle (laughs) blast blows everything off the table. And just, just all the glasses and everything just leave. I, I, uh, I just, (laughs) this is a very sophisticated weapon, but instead of just, like, grabbed one of those, like, electrical pipes and just, like, stuck it on the end and it's kind of flopping in the end because they bend a bit. And I'm like, yeah take that <laughs> what if what if you had a weapon that was like in a bond movie you play it off like okay we'd have to shoot it with film grain right just make it Ugh. like no no i want it to look really grainy like it's a 60s movie oh you mean right, like right 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 okay. right, right. I, I want it to look really grainy like a 60s movie and you go all right you can get rid of the uh sentries with this secret weapon we've developed and it's it's like a harpoon gun and so you shoot the guy and it like goes through his calf and he's just screaming. Ah, like just he, he's slowly crank him towards you and it's like click click click. No, no, no. <laughs> then as it's as he's screaming, the end of the thing opens up and a rocket goes off. <laughs> And it just takes them in a direction very quickly. Oh, my God. He just flies over to the moon. That's what I mean. So you just like shoot a sentry and it's like, oh, my foot. (laughs) (laughs) And people are like, what was that? It sounded like a small rocket motor. Oh, my God. Yeah. So like I would love to go ahead. If you know, I'm I'm Q and I'm sitting there like, hmm, he's never successfully pulled the gun and pulled the trigger and hit the bad guy. The first time he meets the big bad. So right. I'm going to give you the big bad gun. And it's it's the doom shotgun. And it's loaded with Uncle Henry's spicy NASCAR number four buck. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so at what a- point do they become ball bearings? 
<laughs> right around number three. Yeah. So <laughs> what I'm thinking would be great for Bond is like <laughs> they they don't give him a Walther PPK. Okay. They they give him like an Ithaca Mag Ten <laughs> that's been cut down to like 14 inches and oh. just has a pistol grip. So it's it's a 10 yeah, gauge. Yeah. yeah. It's a 10 gauge auto loader. <laughs> so it's just like gunpowder. <laughs> no, but it it would be great because you would have Bond walking around and it would have a suppressor the size of a pillowcase. And so so you would just hear you would just hear in the Bond movie you'd see him sneaking around and it's playing the it's it's doing the jazz follow, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, where it's like bum 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 as he's walking around. Yeah, yeah. And then you hear it in the background <laughs> and a guy fall over with his face missing. And so he's like, <laughs> and he says stuff that makes no sense. Like he's like, he's like, he's like, <laughs> the bad guy goes, I had four of my gods die last night. And he goes very badly, just like, it's hard to find men of an appropriate gauge anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy's like, that's a very odd term of phrase. Ah, uh, they certainly seem peppered, <laughs> you know? And, and they're like, do you have a 12 gauge? And he's like, yeah. I was just imagining, like, if you're Q, right? You yeah. can make, imagine, okay, you, James Bond goes, my shotgun shells are just not long enough. Do something about that. And he goes, what? What you they're said? Not long enough. Long and what do you mean they're not long enough? He's like, well, they're yeah. like this big. I want them to be up to almost. The I end want of them the- to go all the way to the end of the. Bar. <laughs> I want them to first all the way in the shell. So, so you have this super long shotgun shell that goes all the way to the end of the barrel. So what? <laughs> I, I know what you're saying. Yeah. There's not that many ball bearings in there, so it's just like it's, it's just it's all, all powder. It's all powder. <laughs> Oops! All powder. <laughs> oh. Okay. No. <laughs> you no, you you've got- just described a shotgun gun chamber that is like 30 inches yeah and and so so barrel length is about the same let me describe to you what's gonna happen when you put that much powder into a 12 gauge okay give us the scenario what is he doing with his gun all right so he's got his double shotgun or whatever and he points it at the guy's face right and he pulls both triggers because he's bond and let me explain to you how this would work. There would be the click of the hammers. Now, for those of you who've never shot a double-barreled shotgun, remember, right up front, left behind. That's how you know which triggers which. Right up front, left behind, and most of them. Um, so you squeeze both those. You hear a click. Point zero 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 one seconds after that, the chain reaction begins. You would have simultaneously a fireball coming out of the end of the barrel and also the barrel deciding it is not going to contain all of that. Uh, you would have the solder split up the middle and it would look like a fucking flower petal. And and I mean, the, the target and you would both end up looking like, you know, like when Daffy Duck, yeah, like it blew his beak on the other side of his face. Yeah. It'd be like that, but graphic. So he'd be like, goodbye, Scaramanga. And then like pull the trigger and there would just be twists. See, it would be like, a close cast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, 
so here's here's the idea. We're gonna watch a Bond movie. After here's this. here's here's the idea. Here's what I want for a Bond gadget. I want like rocket shoes. I would be like <laughs> just the shoes. Yeah, just the shoes. Oh my god! Rockets on the bottom or the back? Yes. <laughs> and and he activates them by by like by like he he clicks his heels together like Dorothy. No, no, he activates them by not clicking his heels together like Dorothy. He starts a very specific tap dance routine. Oh my god. So he goes tap rockets, you know. I was thinking that or like he has to like pull start it so like he has to reach out excuse me while I adjust my shoe and he like pulls his shoelace. No, I I like the idea of just the rockets take off and so it's like people are like, Where's Bond? And you see his his limp body like in the corner of the room going in circles as the rockets still burn. <laughs> no, it's, ro- it's stuck in the ceiling like a kickball. <laughs> 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 just his shoes. <laughs> All right. There was a question about what guns would we take back. Yeah, time? the other question that was like uh, hours ago. Yeah, the uh, why well, of a forty-five seventy. Uh, that would probably be what I could take because it would work with all the cartridges I could buy at all the stores, and I could I could literally take that. I have stuff in forty-five long cold as well. Anything I can use uh, with cartridges that are available. It would be really cool to have, you know, yeah, an, an AR-18 or any of my piston-driven ARs or any of my AKs or my RPK or whatever. Yeah, then but, you run out of rounds and yeah, get fucked. And, and I, I could, well, one of my AKs has an adjustable gas piston. I could probably get it to work with black powder, but it would be such a bastard to work on. So, <laughs> Well, he said 1880s and the French invented smokeless in 84. So, well, that's impossible. F- well, yeah, but how, how easily are you going to get that? You're not. Um, because, yeah, no, not at all. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> unless we mount a daring raid of the smokeless well, powder factory. <laughs> you could take a <laughs> you could take a Tommy gun with you. Tommy guns, 45 ACP. Um, yeah, Tom, that's from the twenties. Yeah, and and Thompsons are great. Oh, okay. They're great fucking guns, and they they will run real well. The problem is also if you're going back in time, really heavy. If you're running a Thompson hard, you're yeah. gonna go through springs really quick. But um, like a machine gun back then would be sweet. But I'm I'm imagining they could. Well, still- yeah. I mean, you you take back a Garand or a Thompson and you give it to the U.S. government for all the money in the world, and suddenly we have the best rifle in I, the it, world instead yeah, of the worst. I, I I would take something that they could make, like a G3 or an AK, because okay. because if I don't you, think they could make either though without stampings. Uh, well, you think about it. They can make steel. They have hydraulic presses. They could make stampings. You you could get them to reverse engineer it. You you show them a finished product and you say bring back a couple of flats too and the jig. Yeah, I mean the jig would would really help, but even then, if you if you found John Moses Browning, right, and you showed him a G three, he's gonna have a blueprint for it by the end of the day. Yeah. Um You just want to hang out with GMB. You can we yeah, can I also do. you can also bring back like a modern shotgun um or you you forget semi-automatic shotguns existed in the 1890s. Yeah. I know. Well, they weren't high capacity. Um, well, Neither, uh, that was no. just a spring issue. We couldn't temper them right for that long a tube. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I mean that's that's not that big of a leap. But if you brought like an AK back, I mean, if I showed John Moses Browning an mm. AK, he could make one because he would understand its principle of operation. And if I said, dude, this thing fucking works, now would he make flats and stamps? No, he'd probably make it milled like everything. But it would work. 
Hmm. The potato digger would have been a much better machine gun. I agree, but it was terrible. I guess you couldn't. You could take back a, a like a Glock, a fully automatic Glock. Um, it would be cool till you ran out of ammo, and they wouldn't be able to make uh the frame. Nine millimeter Luger was a th- it was way weaker then. Um, yeah, fair enough. Well, they, they we've got the Pakistani aluminum frame Glock. So they could reproduce it. Yeah. Steel frame lock. Uh, well, don't laugh at it. Um, Walther released the PPQ in a steel frame, and people fucking love the thing because it's a. No, I don't have sc- a problem with steel frame guns. No, it's 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 great because it it was designed as a polymer frame pistol, but now it's a steel frame pistol, and they said that takes all the flex out of it. It it feels really really good. It's just be really. I mean, imagine like whacking somebody with a steel frame Glock. Their head would just cave in. Well, yeah, dude, it's all the mass in the world. You think yeah. in nineteen. 19- 11 is heavy yeah. steel frame glock would be <laughs> you really put that on your belt it just sags and be like oh yeah i see you got the uh <laughs> the glock 17 steel frame yeah, what is got, that six pounds yeah we're yeah. Uh, yeah i wear six suspenders on my right <laughs> on my right shoulder i got my strong side yeah. <laughs> no no joke strong side carry oh god so uh i think we got time for oh wait there was another question wasn't there no, that was it. Those are the two. No, just yeah, two. Just guns. Yeah. yeah. All right. So let's do one more. One more, and uh, God, that was that was a good that was a good one though. Yeah. Okay. Okay. What does it say, Mike? This is for BattleTech, but let's <laughs> let's end it with something else here. Uh, we'll get back to that one next time. Uh, this one it says, <laughs> "Cop wants to talk dogs. He can shoot." <laughs> So this is a little awkward. Hey being, guys, it's you know, Red, here. the uh, former yeah. meat wagoner. So I'm currently uh, six oh, hours into a 16-hour shift at work, and uh, marathoning the podcast is um, very, very nice right now. <laughs> it's it's a godsend. Um, started listening to you guys back in 2017 with the uh, XAD1 interview, and uh, call me biased, but I like the audio podcast format. So. We've heard stories, and if you will, tales about all of you, the BPL, and our weird lives. But what about the pets of the BPL? I've heard rumors of someone who may or may not have an abducted corgi. Uh, I don't know. Uh, might might be best to plead the fifth on that one. But yeah, cat guys, dog eyes, what do you have? And uh, as a parting thought, jumping back to, I think, epi- the, the latest episode, I don't know what when it is, 16th right now, Nick Cage as Gandalf. Yes, no, mistake, fund, goodbye. What? You can't just end it like that? How dare you? He's a cop. He can do whatever he wants. Yeah. Uh, Nick Cage's Gandalf would be fucking amazing. It would be fucking amazing. Yeah. It would be fucking amazing. <laughs> just it- imagine him doing that thing. I'm not here to steal from you. Yeah. I'm here to help you. He goes, I can't oh. not imagine Con Air Nick Cage with the hair. Yeah. <laughs> That's all white. Yeah. It, yeah. He just... It's, I'm it's, not here to steal. I just want to help you. <laughs> <laughs> He's it, when when the eagle comes to rescue him. It's the con airplane. How what? It's the wait. So wait. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, an airplane. Why not? Because it's Nick Cage. Him? Well, he's okay. From Con Air. Yeah. How does he deliver the "You shall not pass" line? It's not happening. It's not happening, man. It, you, you can't pass. They, they get dragged into the pit. Okay. See, I, I, I would think that he'd do the bad lieutenant thing on the bridge. <laughs> <laughs> not the power! <laughs> I want to risk a little more light here. 
Oh God. Uh, okay, that's that's good. And what was the question? No, no, the so we, 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 don't we don't have, have any, any here. here. Yeah. Goat's allergic to everything. No, fuck You're you. allergic to twelve thousand things. Fuck. Yeah. Oh yeah, let's have some dust. Let's have some pet dust mites. Yeah, in here. Mike. He won't let me have my pet dust mites. Yeah. He drank all my seahorses. Yeah. I I, <laughs> I took all your pet pollen and just burnt it. Put it, put it in a trash pile and burned it, calling it plant gin. Yeah, and and then like I got some sea monkeys, and he drank him, and he said it was a Brazilian thing. Yeah, yeah, Brazil. He, he, that's he calls it a Brazilian protein shake. Yeah, well, and we don't. Well, okay. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Like going to a bar, and they pour you a half glass of sea monkeys, and yeah. then they pour gin on top of it until they stop moving, and they're like, "So a <laughs> Well, the closest thing we have oh. to a pet right now is is there's this. We think it's semi-stray we have a cat yeah. that shows up in the backyard and eats our food and eats food and water we leave out for it and yeah. like it'll come up to you and it'll nuzzle you but if you try to pet it it goes like yeah tries to eat you it it, it nuzzles your hand and then yeah. swats at you yeah and then it'll come right up to the to the back door and just like stare right inside the house like it's just waiting for an opportunity to rush in and hide somewhere forever. It's a beautiful cat, though. Oh yeah, it's a beautiful cat, very nice. It's got a, it's got a pure white fur and blue eyes. Yeah, and it's not deaf, which is apparently a common marker for for that coloration. We fed it hot dogs. <laughs> that was our it, first food. Yeah, well, that's all we had at first. Then we actually got a cat. We got we got it's proper good. Yeah, cat I, I don't want people to think that we're like throwing well, handfuls of hot better. dogs her cat food is more expensive than i think some of the shit we buy it is we we spent uh, it was uh i typically avoid like purina and stuff like that uh but we got we got some good shit for her so she'll be taken care of so that's our pet yeah well that and all the bird seed you leave for the birds and squirrels oh right and the hawks that feed on the birds and squirrels yeah, the circle so, of life baby. so mike mike started mike started feeding the birds last year and we had all these fucking birds. We had cardinals and blue jays yep. and crows and everything. And they would just circle and they'd fight in the yard and everything. And it was cool because just a lot of animals and we had squirrels coming out. And then uh, we had this hawk <laughs> that decided to uh, to move in. Yeah, because it saw all these animals congregating <laughs> and it was like, cool. Yeah. So <laughs> and then we noticed the animals stop showing we up. noticed it, it got quieter squirrels. in the neighborhood except for the sound of a fucking hawk <laughs> yeah and like the whole neighborhood was like you can hear twerp chirping like way off in the distance but like where we were it was like the fucking shining like it was yeah. like, like what the fuck it's just squirrels because they'll fight the hawk oh yeah the squirrel oh, squirrels oh, will straight up when they come up with yeah. battle scars and shit the one there's like one with a huge scar over his eye i'm like <laughs> that's like a fucking up. secret of nim character right there. No, it's like it's well, like fucking fighting you, got like the, you got like the spicy seeds that they're not supposed to eat and they'll just eat them anyway oh, yeah so there's a seed they make to apparently it's supposed to squirrels will not eat it it's got capsation in it yeah, but birds we have like Mexican birds are squirrels. immune to it birds are immune yeah, to capsation it, mm -hmm. so they can eat peppers and all that stuff and they're not affected but squirrels are supposed to be mammals like us and they're not supposed to like enjoy it but these fucking fat motherfuckers outside i think one of them is pregnant 
Yeah, just straight up, oh, just sliding it into its gullet, just scooping it in. Or, or the one time a field mouse got into the yard and a crow killed it and started like oh, yeah. throwing the corpse around, and they started strutting around like they were prize fighters at Vegas. Yeah, we were trying to fuck with the squirrels. The squirrels just like <laughs> it's funny because Goat's window is in a totally different room, and I'm in the fucking kitchen watching this happen. And, I'm, and he was like, "Hey, did you see that crow outside?" And I'm like, "Fucking yes, I did." That yeah. shit was like WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the crow suplexes the fucking mouse. Yeah, I know. I was like, what the? F-? I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> Wait, wow. Deputy, you, Deputy, though, you have a dog, don't you? Yeah. I've got two of them, actually, oh. but they're not very good for stories. I did have some guppies when I was a kid that we didn't have a family tree. They had a family trunk. <laughs> I they yes. A, all right, hold a, on. <laughs> Tell the guppy story. We will end the podcast oh, no. with the guppy story. Okay, so my aunt went to college in California, and she had like 20-ish guppies in in a little like almost beta tank, right? Like tiny little tank, and she wasn't going to move them to California from here. So she asked my mom when I was like four to watch these guppies. So I was like, yeah, okay. She puts them in like a five-gallon goldfish tank. We feed them. We don't really pay much attention to them other than that, though. Two years later, it's getting really, really crowded in there. And we decided it's time to upgrade to a 10-gallon tank. This is the first time I'd really, like, really paid attention to the guppies in two years. They'd just been reproducing this entire time. And they are all checkmark shaped. And most of them can't swim straight. They swim in corkscrews <laughs> up and down. The <laughs> <laughs> oh my. And, uh, yeah, they, we tried to add some guppies to it to thin out the, uh, <laughs> the, you know, the stock. <laughs> The Habsburg. And, and they, they ate them. They ate the new guppies. Hold on. So you made like the shadow over in's mouth of guppies? Oh, yeah, God. yeah. With some hills have eyes shit. So um, <laughs> I think I think those guppies wound up dying in a like nasty cold snap where we lost power. But it was oh, rough. It was really shit. rough. Holy <laughs> shit. Just the fucking ice block in the fucking... <laughs> I just, yeah, that, uh, that claimed all of our fish because uh, we had some Oscars and goldfish and a bunch. Yeah, it was bad. I just imagine these horrible mutant fish, and you drop new guppies in, and they're just their last seconds are looking at that which what they once were and are now distant coven cousins of, and they're like they're not even symmetrical. <laughs> They come out of them. They come at them like mutants and fall out. Like, yeah. it's a monster. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, there were legitimately several of them that were the top dorsal fin was was a ninety degree angle. And they could only like rotate and rock. They couldn't swim forward or backward. Oh, they still God. killed the purebreds. They still Ooh. killed oh, they, the. They swarmed them. Like I said, it was crowded in there. They started as like twenty individuals, and they left as a thousand family members. Oh, <laughs> gross. Oh, Gross! <laughs> you guys really know how to fucking feed those fish. <laughs> those fish, fuck! Oh my god! Ugh! I remember one time I was in a Vietnamese restaurant and they had the tank, and the tank had been there when everyone it was, has a koi pond. Yeah. No, the tank had been there when it was a Chinese restaurant, and the tank had been there when it was a family restaurant, and then it had also been there when it was a seafood restaurant. So I think this is originally a lobster tank, but it had one enormous koi in there that sat in the murky depths and just watched you. 
but it was <laughs> ominous. Like, <laughs> you would feel bad. Just fucking. No, fuck it, her it could. It could go. It could go like an inch forward and an inch back. It was huge, and so it would just watch you with its eyes, and you felt bad because you'd be eating food and look up, and it's just watching it's like with its the, big glassy eyes. It's like all those photos of like the bathtub fish. Yeah, and it's just watching with its giant glassy eyes because it's huge. <laughs> and so you like when you leave, you would say like bye because it was watching you. It would watch you go by. It would watch you leave. <laughs> oh, I remember a friend of mine said bye fish and like put <laughs> a mint in there. Oh no! And it ate it. Oh yeah, they'll fucking need anything, dude. That thing was huge. It was like the body was as big around as a football. Holy it was, shit! It just <laughs> sitting in like this huge tank and it <laughs> like job of the hut dragging yeah. itself yeah, yeah. <laughs> like no and and i realized the tank was all cloudy because this thing took was... like people-sized dumps i mean it was i think oh. they probably just poured dog food in at the top <laughs> shit. yeah kept it large yeah they, they every one of those restaurants especially if you go to the buffets they got the fucking pond and you're like who are you fooling with this come on yeah get this fucking waterfall out of it we're in a building a fresh water source? Yes, I'll have a bottle of that, please. Uh, anyway, right. time for us to sign the fuck thanks off. For up. Yeah. Thanks, thanks for uh, yeah, thanks for having me. Next time we'll do it in person when my department's not being bitchy about out of state travel. Understood. All right, you guys take care.